Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Bebert Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. You hear the music, you know what it means. You hear all the sponsors. We appreciate everyone who is a part of this show. Alan Samuels, way to go. Special mention for Alan Samuels today. And, uh, boy, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, the whole shebang. I drive one of those. I don't talk about things that I don't drive or participate in. That's why I like talking about coffee shops and ice cream places because those are two things I very much participate in. Thank you, Common Grounds, for your patronage. I don't know what that means. It's like they come to our place every day. Thank you for being such a great partner, and um, it was fun being there the other day. Aaron, the good news is I, I'm now <laughs> I'm, I'm back in at least. Like, you know how they those coffee shops, the really cool-looking T-shirts, they always make them about a size too small? The good news is I threw on my Common Grounds blue T-shirt the other day. Really love the T-shirt. And I was expecting the XL to kind of hug on me, kind of kind of eat me alive, and it did not. Aaron, I think, I think I'm headed to the right place, okay? I knew you would be excited for me. You're a man who dropped a lot of weight a couple of years ago. And uh, I, I, I'm not – I'm a little taller than you, so I kind of – I can kind of – I can kind of drop it and add it. Not everybody always knows. At least that's what I've always told myself. And um, – but Aaron – we're at a good spot, but that's I'm going to have to get you one, Aaron. The uh, um, the now, of course, Tacker was over there just drinking whatever they gave him. You know, they gave him the cowboy, which is kind of their famous drink, and he was loving it. He's not a guy that's going to wear a t-shirt. I mean, he's not a big t-shirt guy. But uh, Aaron, I could see you putting on a t-shirt, so I'll get you a Common Grounds t-shirt. We appreciate Common Grounds. We appreciate all our sponsors, and then Aaron also, we got some feedback. Folks really liked our Central National Bank moment of the day, like sort of my big proclamation yesterday, which I think was the Cowboys had already won the NFC East. I was declaring them the champions. We got a lot of good feedback on that, Aaron. So uh, anybody wants to weigh in on the program or visit with us, you can always call us or text us on that CNC Collision Center text line. It's 254 662 1660. All right, we got we got a lot of fun stuff we're getting you ready for. We got Baylor at Oklahoma State. We got some high school games. And, of course, every Friday we have Curtis Quillen on Channel 6. But we also have Aaron um, Sexton, who's part of our uh, Friday night show that we do, kind of about 1030 or 11 after those games are wrapping up and after uh, Touchdown Tommy and, and Coach Tusa have done their postgame show, Aaron will come on there and he'll let you know how all the scores are going. And uh, Lark, boy, Lark, I love doing pregame shows with Lark. Lark's a guy who loves kind of going over all the scores and those kinds of things. Aaron, any, I wanted to give you an opportunity. I'm kind of putting you on the spot. 
I know it shocks you that I didn't give you a heads up on this, but as you're kind of doing the coaches' shows and everything this week, are there any? Is there a matchup or two that's kind of jumped out at you as we sprint toward Friday and start thinking? You know, I'm talking about even like Academy. You know, I love Academy. I love like Coach Lancaster. Uh, used to be over on the Baylor staff. Guys become a really fine high school coach. Uh, love some of those kind of off. You know, I, I don't, we don't always have to go with the Class 6A or 5A. I like going with some of the smaller schools. But, Aaron, are there any, uh, are there any matchups that really have your attention heading into Friday? Uh, you were talking about Academy. I mean, they, they take on McGregor, uh, district matchup at McGregor. So, uh, that's, that's one. Mahay and Fairfield in a non-district game, you, that's a huge rivalry those those towns are what I guess about twenty miles apart, and it's uh, man, they're well. I mean, they're just uh, they're just big rivals. So that's a, that's a big game for a non-district game as far as uh, some of the uh, Central Texas games. Um, and I would really kind of have to think on some more. Those are the two that come, you know, kind of off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. I will always want you, Aaron, to be tracking where the Kaufman Lions play as well. Uh, my alma mater. That's a that's a team that got bumped down to Class 4A and has r- emerged in the area rankings uh, in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And a strong coach Burleson does a great job with that Kaufman team. So Aaron, keep your eye on my Kaufman Lions if you don't mind. I'm just saying. All I want is just one. I want one score announcement on the show, and people will be like, "Well, why is Aaron talking about Kaufman?" But I just need that for me, if you don't mind, Aaron. Would you do me that one favor? Uh, Lark does some statewide scores. I'll mention it to him. I bet he can get you a Kaufman score. God, is what? Don't you love it when Lark starts reading those scores? He's say, he's yeah. he's the best. Oh, I mean, really. Oh, I, I, well, he is. He puts together the show sh- uh, show sheet for us, and yeah. and uh, as far as getting statewide yeah. scores, I, I think we do a pretty good job well, of of getting getting those finals out there. You know, pretty quickly. Well, he uh, Lark's a guy also that he's got this nice laptop, and then he's got some kind of equipment that I don't understand, and then he'll just, boom, he'll hit a button and be playing some audio, like when we're on remote and everything. Someday I'm going to get Lark to teach me how to do all that, but I like it when Lark starts doing that kind of stuff. Okay? he that's That's when Lark takes it next level. Lark, an old Baylor Bear who played some college baseball back in the day, I think he tried to thought he was going to play at Baylor, ended up playing somewhere else. But um, Lark does a great, great job. We appreciate having him. All right, lots going on in the sports world. At 3:40, John Mashoda covers the athletic. He'll come on to talk about the Cowboys. Got a lot to talk about there. And um, I, I thought this was interesting. A new book. Ah, uh, see, they know when to put these books out. Tom Brady is heading back to New England this weekend. I think that's a Sunday night game. Uh, would uh, would you, Aaron, is that a game you're going to be excited about to see how Brady does back in that old environment? Um, and uh, um, that is, uh, and by the way, the long time, according to a new book to be published this month, Bill Belichick said he wasn't available and insisted the two New England Patriots legends talk on the phone. Um Wow. Wow. This is after this is kind of a bombshell. This is Tom Brady wanted to say goodbye in person. 
to Bill Belichick, do it above board and do it to the legend himself. But Bill Belichick said he wasn't available and, and said the, uh, the two legends would talk by phone. Yikes. Man, that's the kind of stuff you want in a book. Now, the, the writer of this book is from ESPN, old pal of mine, Seth Wickersham. In fact, when I had my accident, Aaron, you'll like this, Wickersham was one of the first guys, you know, just checking on me constantly. How are you doing? How are you doing, Mosley? Well, now, now he has, uh, he has this book coming out October 12th by Liverite Publishing, whatever that is. So we'll keep an eye on it. The book is going to be called It's Better to Be Feared. The book will inter- uh, reveal the inner workings of the secretive and controversial Patriots franchise that dominated the NFL from 2001 to 2019. Um, this, 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 is, uh, uh, this was really, the book goes on to say, Tom Brady had been curious if there was another way of winning and while nobody was arguing that Bruce Arians was a better coach than Bill Belichick, or even close, the seamlessness of Brady's proficiency and performance was making his former coach's methodologies look antiquated, even silly, the book says. It was better to be feared, but was it necessary? And uh, uh, Wickersham writes that Robert Kraft once called Belichick this is Kraft is the owner of the Patriots. You'll love this, Aaron. The, quote, biggest effing a-hole in my life. <laughs> and it also says that Bill O'Brien told a colleague he tried to get fired as coach of the Houston Texans because he thought he might be able to succeed Belichick, the book says. Oh, so that's why the Houston Texans was such an embarrassment. O'Brien was trying to get himself fired. Now, how do you think that'll play with Texans fans, Aaron? What an embarrassment. What an embarrassment. that And who knows? Again, this is a book. We don't have O'Brien being quoted directly. But doesn't this almost sound like something O'Brien would try to do to get himself fired? That is an embarrassment. Yeah, and uh, you ask if I'm looking forward to this game. You have no idea how much I'm looking forward to this game. I hope that I hope I hope Brady and the Buccaneers put 50 on them, and and I can't wait to watch it happen. Wow, wow, this is this is this is. I mean, you really think it'll be like that? I think this thing's going to be a blowout. I absolutely do. I think I think Brady is is. is out of his mind looking forward to this game, and I think they're that much better than them. They're not very good. I, 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 don't, well, I don't say they're not very good. They're a middle-of-the-road NFL team, whereas the Buccaneers are probably top three or four in the league at least. Um, you know, they're coming off the loss to the Rams, but they're a very good team, especially on offense. And, uh, and you know, the uh, Patriots with, with the rookie quarterback, they've struggled, so we'll see. I, I don't think it's going to be close at all, though, no. One other thing from this book, Aaron, that I think you'll enjoy, that Kraft told a confidant, according to this book, I feel like if I just keep going here, people won't have to buy the book. I'll just tell them everything in the book. Um, the, this, uh, the quote from Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, was, Bill was an idiot savant, alluding to Belichick's reputation. 
before he hired the former Cleveland Browns coach in 2000. I gave him this opportunity. He also told Confidence that Belichick didn't show him the respect he deserved, but he was in no rush for life after him. Brady, though, seemed ready for it. I don't want to play for Bill anymore, he told people close to him in 2017. Ultimately, according um, uh, to the book, Kraft, uh, Brady, and, and a few others discussed scenarios about who would replace Belichick. If offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels left after the season to be a head coach elsewhere, New England could hire O'Brien, and he could perhaps one day succeed Belichick. Oh, my goodness. What a mess, this whole thing. And um, uh, there, there's also the, a, a whole nother line of things that involve Eric Mangini and that apparently they said um, <laughs> uh, Julie Mangini, wife of Eric, after a dinner for the head coaches, Julie Mangini, wife of Eric, bumped into Belichick and said hi, trying to ease the tension after the post-Spygate fallout. Belichick blew her off, and when she told Eric what had happened, he charged across the room and needed to be held back by another co- by other coaches from swinging at Belichick. Hey, Bill, F you, Mangini yelled. This was at the 2008 league meetings. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that must have been when Mangini was with the Jets um you know became the head coach there and they were all at the league meetings and can you imagine Belichick just blowing off someone's wife like that oh yes man. because he's a he's a petty jerk that's why I hope that's why I hope Brady hangs 50 on him I don't I just you know, I'm not a Belichick fan I don't you're, like you're, the way he is and and you can tell he's that. And I've read stories. There's a whole backstory to that whole Mangini thing where he feels like Mangini just betrayed him by taking, I don't know if it was it was the Browns job or another one, but he just felt like he betrayed him by leaving and taking a head coaching job without telling him or something like that. But just every story you read about Belichick, he just sounds like a miserable person. Yeah, but you have to admit he's he's the greatest coach of all time. Are you willing to no. admit that based on his record? Uh, no. I think I, 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 I would uh, probably put him top two or three, but I think most – I think I think his success had more to do with Brady than Brady's had to do with him, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, there, there appear to be some – Unbelievable. The only problem when a, when a, something like ESPN promotes a book like this, I bet there are 15 anecdotes in here. And all of it is, is fascinating stuff. But, I mean, all the, great, all the best stuff from the book is already going to be out there. So I always th- think that ends up kind of hurting a book. I bet there's 15 anecdotes in this ESPN story that I was, uh, was, was uh, reading uh, before we came on here, um, there it does look like Belichick's trying to calm things down this week. And um, uh, he, he said to the media this morning, Belichick said, what's going on? Got any stories this week? And he flashed a big smile. And he said that um, he said, nothing Tom does surprises me. He's a great player, works hard, takes care of himself. He's talked about playing until 50. And if anybody can do it, 
he probably can. Tom's had an unbelievable career. There's not enough superlatives and adjectives to compliment him on everything that he's achieved and continues to achieve. It's unbelievably impressive. All right, so Belichick's going out of his way to say all these things. We shall see. It's going to be fun. First time back since he became pretty much uh, that is where Tom wrote his legacy and became, uh, I think, the unquestioned greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Now, will you admit that, Aaron? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I, there's, there's no no, no okay. doubt but in my mind not, about that. You don't want to say that Belichick is, but you will give he, he prob- the great Tom Tom Brady his due. He probably is. I mean, but um, – and it was a mutually, mutually beneficial relationship, but I just have a hard time putting anybody over, over Landry. That's probably more sentimental. Uh, and I have a dislike for Belichick, which probably factors into it. But, I mean, he's top two or three of all time, if not, if not number one. But I, I think Brady's definitely number one. And I'm All not right. a huge fan of Brady either. No, and but I don't I don't dislike Brady. I'm just not a Tom Brady f- yay go fan. You know, go yeah, yeah. go Brady guy. All right, lots more to come. And uh, boy, that we got right into the NFL off the top. Did a little high school. Here's what we're gonna do. We got Cowboys coming up at 3:40. This is the fastest show in the radio business. It's been uh, been called. Uh, one of the great hours in Central Texas, and we appreciate that by everybody who, uh, uh, I don't know exactly who said that, Aaron, but I think it's been said out there, and we, some of the testimonials that are coming in. Um, we uh, I, Next, though, I'm going to kind of start to get you ready for Baylor at Oklahoma State. I'm going to tell you why it's one of what I think the toughest places in the country to play, what you know, my trips have been like there, and then um, what what I think Gary Bohannon is facing in this game. All of that coming up next. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy skies tonight with a 30% chance of scattered showers and a few storms. Lows drop to 70 degrees. It'll be partly sunny and humid tomorrow with a 40% chance of scattered showers and storms. Highs top out at 90. And on Friday, we're up to a 70% chance of scattered showers and a few storms and a high of 80. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. You know, even with those 70% uh, chances of showers, I think it's still a great time to get out and go over to the lot and see what Alan Samuels has, uh, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat. And, of course, it's 201 West Loop 340, just down from Highway 84. That's where Ted Teague and his talented team will greet you. Beautiful showroom. And then the, uh, the, the service, if you got any maker model, over 50,000 square feet of uh, a beautiful space there. And that's one of the reasons they can be so efficient, get you in and out, uh, I, I, you know, an oil change, whatever you need, they will take care of it. And they do a tremendous job. Um, these award-winning deals are, are unbelievable. The 2021 Ram has been ranked number one automotive brand by J.D. Power's initial quality study with the 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two right behind the Ram. It doesn't stop there. 
How about the 2021 Jeep Gladiator, named the highest quality mid-sized truck in the automotive models? Aaron Sexton is not a guy who moves a lot of stuff around in trucks across town, but I, I kind of sense he's a guy that would love that kind of mid-sized truck, and so we want to get him in one of those 2021 Gladiators. So many exciting deals going on at Alan Samuels, your friend in the car business. Join us tonight for the Baylor Coaches Show from 7 to 8 p.m. with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us tonight, not live from Rudy's, but here on ESPN Central Texas, and hear from new cross-country coach David Barnett and head football coach Dave Aranda. That's tonight at our new time for the Baylor Coaches Show, beginning at 7 p.m. right here on ESPN Central Texas. When it comes to automotive collision repair, there is a difference in a business certified by the major auto manufacturers and one that's not. Beebrick Collision Care Center is a certified repair shop by Chrysler, Ford, General Motors, Hyundai, Kia, Nissan, and Subaru. Their list of services include collision repair and refinishing, structural repair and frame straightening, paintless dent repair, and full automotive detailing. Family owned since 1962, Beebrick Collision Care Center, 1515 LaSalle Avenue in Waco. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107. Or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Veteran cornerback Richard Sherman has signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Manny Paco, one of the greatest boxers of all time, announced his retirement yesterday, three months shy of his 43rd birthday. NBA players who are forced to miss games due to executive orders governing vaccination requirements in both New York and San Francisco will not be paid for any games they miss. Rangers stay above the 100 loss column, beating the Angels 5-2. Rangers and Angels tonight, 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Baylor Coaches Show tonight with John Morris on ESPN Central Texas starting at 7 o'clock. And the Temple Wildcats Scott Stewart Show tonight from Wings Pizza and Things starting at 6.30 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Classic rock going. That kind of gets me going, Aaron. You know, you know, you're figuring it out. <laughs> I mean, I got, I like uh, Coolio. I, I like, uh, I like some old school sort of R&B as well. But and I know what uh, John Morris does too. But some of that classic rock and uh, and it, it may be old school. I like some of the early rap. I, I even like, uh, yeah, Run DMC. I mean, I, there's some stuff that uh, back in the day. Uh, that uh, that was uh, was kind of had me rolling a little bit. Okay, uh, Aaron, uh, it is important to note that the Baylor Bears are going to Stillwater, and as you noted earlier, Aaron, in the uh, in the uh, season, 
uh, or earlier in the week where they you know this game's going to be. What'd you say, Aaron? ESPN two game. Um, I'm dealing with. Um, I mean, this is this is one of those things. I I actually think it's a great setting for college football. So I don't want to. Um, I there's a couple places I don't like watching games. I don't like to be in the stands at Eamon Carter. I've just had horrible experiences, not really with the TCU fans, maybe a couple times, but more so just Baylor getting their rears handed to them a, a couple times over there. And it's just one of the worst places to be when you're getting beat. And I've had that happen at TCU. I've also had it happen at Oklahoma State. Back when I did TV for Fox Sports Southwest, I would have to go out and I would do live stand-ups immediately after the game. We had a satellite truck that we brought to town or that we rented from somewhere in Oklahoma. I had a camera crew. And Aaron, I'd have to get cleaned up and look decent, maybe even had a tie on. I can't remember. Yeah, I think I did. I think I had a suit and tie on. And I would do live reports. That is the coldest place in the country. I know people say, Matt, what about North Dakota, South Dakota, all those places? Stillwater in late November or early December can be one of the most gut-wrenching colds you can ever experience. And I have experienced that while doing reports. It's also a place where Baylor had one of those seasons die in about 2013. And uh, and that is where Bryce Petty was going in to score early in that ball game. And Aaron, as you recall, and I was right up there in the press box, in the warmth of the press box at that point, and at the five-yard line, he starts to fall, and he basically um, – I mean, they didn't even score on that possession. I think they either missed a field goal or fumbled or whatever, but he literally – the turf knocked him down. And no, nobody around him, he's waltzing in for a touchdown, and Bryce Petty just flat-out falls down, and Baylor doesn't score, and the rest of the game went just like that. If Baylor wins that game, they are number one team in the country. The number one ranked team in the country, if they win that game in Stillwater, still um, Oklahoma State might have been like number seven or eight in the country. I don't know. They had a good team. But, uh, boy, that was a tough, tough loss. And, Aaron, when they start getting those paddles going, um, they, 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 they use these huge paddles, and they beat those on the side. There's some, like, uh, padding on the brick stadium there, and they just – Beat the heck out of those things the whole game with those paddles. I don't know who those people are. It may be st- it may be students. I-, I don't know, but it's a very intimidating place. And unlike some play, even McLean, McLean can get pretty loud, but it's not quite as on top of you as they built that stadium there, Boone Pickens. Um, they they there's a there's a horseshoe end zone with a nice. Um, athletic complex or whatever that they have there. They have a beautiful end zone uh, complex. And then right next door they have the, the, the uh, basketball arena. It's great how they have everything built there together uh, right there on campus. But it is, it is one of the loudest. It could be one of the coldest. Now, it will not be cold. Uh, in fact, there might be a little bit of rain. I'm seeing up there around 50 60% chance of rain for that game. I don't know who that would – help or hurt. Baylor's been running the ball really well. OSU has run the ball pretty well. Uh, Spencer Sanders likes to throw the ball down the field. OSU, Baylor will take some shots on you. So I don't necessarily know who would benefit or or be hurt by torrential rain pour. Now, I don't think it's going to be torrential. I just think it could be messy in this game. All I'm saying is I think 
I mean, it's no treat to go play in Norman. Um, it's no treat to play K-State, to play at Iowa State, any of those things. They're all tough places to play. But for my money, Oklahoma State is just, you know, just even getting there, uh, kind of, I mean, and again, you can get a decent hotel around there. That's all fine. I'm, it's just a difficult, difficult place uh, to operate out of. And the fans get right down on top of you. And for whatever reason, and this goes back to Mason Rudolph and Whedon and all them, these dudes throw the best fade pass. I usually don't like the fade pass. I get sick of it. I don't like my teams to throw fade passes. But Oklahoma State has always done a great job of it. And unfortunately, in that game that they just won and scored 31 points in the first half, they got their fade working again. They got their top receiver back. He'd been had an ankle injury. His name is Tay Martin. For people that have followed Oklahoma State, they almost always have a 6'3 receiver. Going back to Dez, going back to who, who was before Dez? They had the, the guy who got drafted by Jacksonville and was a t- complete mess. They've had great, great wide receivers, tremendous wide receivers. And this guy is 6'3", 186 pounds. He got 12 targets in this game. He caught nine of them for 100 yards, and he, and he caught one of those fade routes, seven-yard fade route in the end zone. Bears are going to have to play him tough. And whether that's Tejada or whether that's Kalen, uh, Kalen Boogie Barnes, one of those guys is going to get that matchup. I would probably say Tejada most of the time. Tejada's, uh, these aren't the biggest quarterbacks, but they are physical. Tejada will come up and hit you. And he's got a little bit of range to him. Barnes has all the speed in the world. These are good cornerbacks and really fine safeties. J.T. Woods has shown it. He's a playmaker at safety. It's going to be extremely important for these safeties to not fall, and these cornerbacks to not fall for double moves. Because if Sanders is given time, he can throw a pretty deep ball. Now, He's not the most accurate quarterback in the world. I do not want to act like Spencer Sanders that you got to go in there living in fear of Spencer Sanders. He can move well. One thing this defensive line and linebackers has had some trouble with is they overrun the quarterback on rushes. And the quarterback, even against Texas State, was able to escape out the backside a little bit. This is a quarterback that you have to be under control against. You can't go in there racing in there because you could end up racing past him. And if you give this guy four or five seconds, he is going to find somebody downfield. They like to throw outside. So, uh, and when I say outside, they like deep routes. And they don't always throw up the, steam, uh, the seam, although they are known for having tremendous, tremendous size at tight end. Like at some point, much like Iowa State, there will be some 6'4 tight end who emerges and catches the ball across the middle. Oklahoma State has been doing this for years. But I just wanted to say, Aaron, and I'll see what you think about my theory, I just think it's extremely important that the, 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 the basically they cannot let these double moves fool them. They have to read the quarterback and cannot be fooled by his eyes. Quarterbacks use their eyes to manipulate safeties and, and, and get some receivers open, and they're going to have to be really, really sound on the back end. And then on the front end, I, I think we've seen 
whether it be Cole Maxwell, whether it be um, Garmin Randolph, I mean, I think we've seen some of these linemen really start to. T.J. Franklin's been pretty good. Um, I, I Chidi Ogbonya is a nice player who kind of backs up uh, uh, Apu Ika. Apu Ika finally sort of started coming into his own. He's been more bark and more um, more like let's have fun and let's have fun. I mean, than than actual substance. This last game, he started to move some people around. The, the, but they cannot over-pursue because what Oklahoma State does more than anybody, and if J.J. Joe's out there listening, which he usually is, he'll applaud me on this, they love that cutback. They, the, these running backs will set their, they'll, they'll set their blocks up, and then they're trying to come with that cutback run. And it doesn't matter who they have, you know, whether it be Chuba or whoever. Now, he's gone. He's in the NFL now. But these guys, Letty Brown's been good. They just flat out always have a running back who will put up a ton of yardage on you. Okay, um, that, that scouting report for Oklahoma State and the Bears, I, I'm going to call that kind of the Mosley preliminary scouting report. Aaron, do you think we hit some good points there? Yeah, um, especially when you were talking about their running backs. Uh, they've actually uh, had Jalen Warren the last two games has kind of separated himself. Yes. Over uh, 200 against Boise State and uh, over 100 last week against Kansas State. And so uh, that's um, that's going to be a big priority for the Baylor defense. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I – man, are you kind of – Aaron, I kind of want you to get on this bandwagon. I'm kind of driving – the Al Walcott bandwagon right now. 13 was all over that field the other day. And that's, again, why I don't put much stock in these uh, depth charts, these two deep charts. If you looked at this week's depth chart, which our friend Kevin Longquist, he's like master of the depth chart. He loves taking pictures of this thing and getting it out there. Oh, here's the new depth chart. They don't care about that thing. The coaches don't care about it. Um, it's some kind of media-driven thing. And, and, and Al Walcott, I don't even think on it. Uh, the two deep. I mean, I I feel like he used to be number 18. Anyway, he's play, he's number 13, and I like this guy. He's a transfer. So, Aaron, um, I want to invite you on to the Al Walcott um, bandwagon. And then I also want to um, I also want to compliment Aaron, and I don't have his name in front of me for some reason. Uh, it's not Lorando. Lorando backs up, or maybe it is. Anyway, number 14. I think Lorando's actually number 14, uh, 11, and he backs up. Um, he backs up the, um, oh, you know, the uh, All-American player, number eight. Um, why am I going blank all of a sudden, Aaron? You're supposed to help me when these moments happen. But uh, anyway, all right. Um, the, it's just th- this defense, number 14 ran down and saved a touchdown in that last game. Brees Hall was taken off down the sideline, and I just wanted to give him a shout-out. I'm sure he likes that shout-out since I'm saying number number 14. Devin Neal? Yeah, Devin Neal. That's who I'm looking for, Devin Neal. And um, that was a tremendous play, a single play. That guy was gone. That guy was off to the races, and he went, and he got him. And then, of course, who I was talking about earlier, Jalen Petrie. Number eight, tre- tremendous, tremendous. I, if 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 I had to name every week, you could give this guy 
the defensive MVP. That's how well he plays. That's how focused he is. And that's why in the past when they would lose a Terrell Bernard or a Clay Johnston or somebody like that, I'd just be like, oh, man, they're in big trouble. Years ago they lost Hager, and it just completely changed. And I think it happened maybe before that famous Oklahoma State game. That's a long time ago. But they lost Hager, or they lost Drango maybe in that game, and they had trouble recovering. But as long as you have Jalen Petrie on the field, I feel pretty good about things. All right, we have uh, Cowboys beat writer John Mashoda joining us next. Have your Cowboys questions ready. And you can ask your Cowboys questions. Uh, you can text them in, 254-662-1660, CNC Collision Center. John Mashoda next. It's off to Stillwater this week for Dave Aranda and the Bears taking on Oklahoma State. 4 p.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. It's a 6 p.m. kickoff with J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, and the voice of the Bears, Sean Morris. Bears, Cowboys, from Boone Pickens Stadium in Stillwater. This Saturday, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Your goals, your future, your dreams. These things are none of our business. Your credit score, your true crime obsession, and whatever you are searching for at 1.15 a.m., that's really none of our business. Because your life is private, and unlike other tech companies, we think your internet should be too. Oh, is someone there? Oh, that's none of our business either. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy. Simplified. Great food and hometown atmosphere is what customers love about Rocket Cafe in Robinson. Popular breakfast choices are the Hungry Man Special, two pancakes, two eggs, bacon, and hash browns, and the Rocket Breakfast Burrito, sausage, bacon, eggs, cheese, and potatoes. The daily lunch special includes free dessert. Or check out the world-famous Rocket Burger with two one-third pound patties and all the fixings. The Friday Night Lights all-you-can-eat catfish special is just what fans enjoy on their way to the home games. A Robinson tradition, Rocket Cafe. You're invited to experience the best carnival in Central Texas at the Heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo this October. Grab the whole family and come down for fun games, thrilling rides, and all the fair favorite foods. Don't miss the opportunity to make memories that will last a lifetime. On Tuesday, October 12th, for only $20, get unlimited rides, carnival armband, and gate admission. You can also get your tickets at hotfair.com today. We can't wait to see you there. Looking for the perfect home to rent? Shamrock Property Management offers quality houses, townhomes, and duplexes for lease in the greater Waco area. Whether you're looking for a low-maintenance duplex or an executive home with plenty of space or something in between, Shamrock Property Management can help you find just the perfect place to call home. Let their dedicated team help you locate a rental home that fits both your lifestyle and budget. Learn more at shamrockmgt.com. For a limited time, refinance your vehicle and have 90 days with zero payments. Only at Genco FCU. Refinancing lowers your rate and you pay less for your car. You can't pass on rates as low as 1.75% for 48 months. Apply online today. Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. Go to GencoFCU.org. NCUA equal housing lender. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Veteran cornerback Richard Sherman has signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Manny Pacquiao, one of the greatest boxers of all time, announced his retirement yesterday, three months shy of his 43rd birthday. NBA players who are forced to miss games due to executive orders governing vaccination requirements in both New York and San Francisco will not be paid for any games they miss. Rangers stay above the 100 loss column, beating the Angels 5-2. Rangers and Angels tonight, 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Baylor Coaches Show tonight with John Morris on ESPN Central Texas starting at 7 o'clock. And the Temple Wildcats Scott Stewart Show tonight from Wings Pizza and Things starting at 6.30 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Joined now by a longtime friend of mine, John Mashota, the uh, been covering the Dallas Cowboys for many years. Uh, used to be at the Dallas Morning News, now with the Athletic, and he's always um, he's always on the go out there. And uh, I, this is one of those quick turnarounds, both for the players, the writers, the media. Uh, everyone and John, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of interesting, isn't it, to be preparing for a team you might have thought was going to be, eh, and and all of a sudden they, they start to look like, um, uh, whoa, whoa, wait, maybe these maybe this is a team. That's what the NFL is like from year to year. You never know, but it looks like the Cowboys may have a pretty strong opponent. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It is a league of parity to a level that it. Well, everything you pointed out is correct. It, it's also the one that kind of makes me scratch my head on how this can be the most valuable sports franchise in the world, and you can go 26 years without getting back to a Super Bowl. So, yeah, the parity there is fantastic. That's what the league wants. Uh, but it also would make you think that this Cowboys organization should have uh, probably gotten at, at least back to a Super Bowl. I don't know if necessarily it won one. But um, I think the big thing, though, when you look at the Panthers is just kind of, you know, you don't want guys to get hurt, but it was kind of the breaks that the Cowboys have, have gotten. Now, they've obviously get lost some guys, but the fact they're not going to have J.C. Horn or, or Christian McCaffrey, I mean, that's that's a huge blow to that team. But um, I'm under, <laughs> it's weird because, like, in college, you, you kind of look at teams having, like, a hangover from a previous big game, and clearly that was a big game Monday night for the Cowboys. I'm kind of wondering if the old noon game at AT&T Stadium might be a little uh, one of those where they might have looked past it, but uh, we'll find yeah. out. Um, yeah. Well, if you need to study up on Matt Rule, I am kind of the Matt Rule whisperer, and I, I could even see an athletic piece just kind of based on what you would call a Matt Rule expert. And what, what about that? What do you do you think that might work this week? I, boy, I, I think people like Archer and Clarence would all be gathering around to read something like that. You know, I don't think it's I don't think it's the worst idea. Um, yeah, especially and then even after the fact if, is if the Panthers if the Pan- the Panthers win. It's not a great idea. <laughs> well, hold on. If the Panthers win, though, you don't think there's going to be some talk of like, well, maybe that was the guy that the Cowboys should have hired. You know, I mean, it, obviously Matt Rule would have had interest if the Cowboys had interest, but the Cowboys wanted to go with a proven head coach, a guy that you know has has, has won a Super Bowl and has, has been yeah. to multiple NFC Championship games. But then what? What if all of a sudden you have a uh, uh, Carolina Panthers team that looks great and is, you know, improves to four and L there's going to be, a, there'll be a lot of chatter of, well, maybe they should have at least given Matt rule a call. Yeah. Well, they wanted the Cowboys wanted the game manager. That is Mike McCarthy. 
They needed <laughs> they needed someone who knew how to manage the clock in very tight spots. You know, it does seem like uh, we're kind of getting in a rhythm here where there's going to be at least one of these per game. You just kind of, if you're a Cowboys fan, you hope that it doesn't come in, in, a, in a big key moment that costs you a game. Um, but I, I don't know that it's that they wanted the game manager as much as they wanted the proven guy that, you know, will get them in the right game plan uh, and give them a better chance to win in January. And because his resume is what it is, I can see why they felt that way uh, for all the uh, – you know, head scratching uh, clock management. I will also say that there has been a a new kind of feel of being a little bit more aggressive over here than than we've seen in some previous years. And I th- I certainly think Mike McCarthy brings, even though he's not the one calling the defense, he's not calling the offense. I do think that his fingerprints are on them being a little bit more aggressive on both sides of the ball, whether that be uh, scoring points or taking the ball away. That you know, it just that has a net, that, that's kind of something a little fresh around here around these parts. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. John Mashota with the Athletic covers this Cowboys team. Uh, I got to congratulate you. Uh, Kellen Moore is just getting all sorts of praise, and I feel like you were very early to that party. And I think it's fair to say I was a little late to the Kellen Moore party. Um, and I think you like him kind of personally, but you also, uh, I think, have a lot of a great respect for his knowledge. And and you were kind of on board. Uh, pretty early on, and, and you have this quote in a tweet you just put up from Stephen Jones saying of Kellen Moore, he deserves to be interviewed to be a head coach. He's not a well-kept secret anymore, has a great football mind. We just want to take advantage of him while he's here and get all the good we can. I mean, isn't it funny? I mean, th- the truth of the matter is, secretly, Stephen and Jerry might rather have this guy as the head coach than McCarthy, but in a sense, they they're a little bit stuck. It's almost kind of back to the Wade Phillips when he had, um, you know, they, they paid Jason a bunch of money to stay. It was like they had their heir apparent, but they couldn't really fire the, the guy they had in charge. Are they almost, could they return to a similar type spot here? I mean, I guess they could. I mean, it's the Cowboys, so it, it, it's, it's certainly possible. Just if, I think in somewhere in that, though, it wouldn't just be a pay raise. You'd have to have something in there uh, where Kellen felt comfortable that he would be their next ho- coach, head coach, whenever that is. Maybe it's in two years, maybe it's in five, but almost like how Jason turned down. Uh, you know, he obviously interviewed with several other teams, but he knew he had an opportunity to be the Cowboys head coach in the future, so that kept him around. Um, but I think it's going to be tough for Kellen just because he's a young guy, and if you look across the league, uh, I think it was nine coaches I counted that are in the league right now that are. 43 or younger that are these offensive minds. Now, not all of them are working out. You know, Adam Gase is, or not Adam Gase, sorry, Matt Nagy is one of them. And that clearly does not appear to be working out. And I'm not saying that everybody that went in this direction is just having Super Bowl success, but because of the Kyle Shanahan's, because of the Sean McVay's, the Kevin Stefanski's, the Matt LaFleur's, guys like Helen Moore are going to continue to get opportunities to be head coaches. Whether whether anybody wants to say it's going to work out or not, like, it doesn't matter. It's what the NFL is interested in. And it is a very copycat league. And it's, that is just such a trend. And so I think Kellen Moore, having the success he's had through these first three weeks, if he's doing this for the Detroit Lions, I think that he is going to have interest, let alone if he does it for the Dallas Cowboys. This is three weeks into this season. And I think it's – the reason I wrote that story today is because I think it's the biggest sports story in Dallas right now is, his, is about Kellen Moore and how long that they can keep him around. And we're only three weeks into this thing. With Dak Prescott healthy, with CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, when Michael Gallup gets back, 
what they have in Zeke and Pollard, like it's it's only going to continue trending in this direction. And while you're doing this with the Dallas Cowboys, you know how it goes. It's not just here locally. It's what everybody's going to be talking about nationally too. Like what are they going to do about Kellen Moore? They can't afford to lose Kellen Moore. He's the key to this offense. So we're only in the beginning stages of this. It's only going to heat up as, as the better this offense plays as the season goes along. Could you name him co-head coach? <laughs> if it was college, yeah, you're taking over for Bobby Bowden as head coach and waiting. Yeah, but just the pros, you just don't do that. Yeah, I know. there's just got to be a way, and it usually doesn't work when you do that coaching waiting. They tried it a few years ago with Mac Brown, and the coach doesn't want to leave. You know, you can have a coach waiting all you want, but the the current coach never really wants to step aside. Okay, tell me, John, what is this, Trevon Diggs? We saw him on uh, on on the HBO show uh, Hard Knocks. Got to know his son a little bit, and that was kind of fun. This guy seems to be big time. I'm seeing some old reports on him that maybe said he underperformed, and of course they always shoot holes in everybody. He's looking like the best cornerback from his class. Would have been that what 2020 class. Uh, what is this? Is he? Is he kind of, does he, like CD, for instance, has that assurance that, that kind of like, I'm not saying he's cocky, but there's just a, 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 I mean, he's very, very assured of himself. Micah Parsons may be a little goofier, but, but he's obviously very confident. What is Diggs from your, your short time around Diggs? What do you, what do you, what do you pick up on from this guy? Yeah, those are I like those two comparisons because those guys between CD and Micah do handle themselves a little bit different, even though they're both elite at what they do. But uh, I would say with Trayvon, he's a little bit more like CD, like a little bit more soft-spoken uh, when he's talking to us. Um, but when he's on the field, he certainly is talking there, and his game has certainly backed it up. And those two guys go against each other all the time in practice. And so that's obviously helping. But it just, man, it's just been so long since you've seen a playmaking corner like that in Dallas. And so to see this guy get three interceptions in the first three games and just the fact that, like you said, he, he is the best corner out of that class. You know, they're going to play the Panthers this week, and the Panthers just made that trade for C.J. Henderson, who went ninth overall in that draft class to the, to the Jaguars. Uh, Jeffrey Okuda, who's obviously from this uh, DFW area, gets drafted by the Lions as a top-five pick. Trayvon Diggs has had a much better first year and a half than, than Jeffrey Okuda, and, and that was a top-five pick. Everybody said that was a clear-cut, you know, top corner in the draft probably going to be another Jalen Ramsey type and 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 for Trayvon Diggs now the Cowboys did consider Trayvon Diggs with their first round pick but when CD was there then everything changed so they viewed him as a as a first round type of talent uh I have no clue how he fell all the way down to 51 I mean I'd understand it better if he came from you know Liberty but like Everybody, everybody watches Alabama, whether you love college football or not. Like you're aware of what Alabama does. And their head coach, who's probably the greatest college football ever, his specialty is defensive backs. I find it hard to believe anybody was calling Nick Saban and he was saying anything other than positive things about Trayvon Diggs. And it seems like his word would carry a lot. And so for him to fall to the second round, I, I mean, you just start looking at it. Between the three guys we just named, Micah Parsons, C.D. Lamb, Trayvon Diggs, I mean, those are three draft steals that the Cowboys have got. I would say so. And like the second and third round cornerbacks, we haven't really even seen yet. Uh, and we already have sort of declared this is an unbelievable class. And there's certain parts of this class. Odigazua, uh, Zua has, uh, man, he's done some really good things. Okay, John, I'm going to be respectful for once in my life of your time. Uh, this is a hard stop I'm going to put on this at 352 to get you to your 4 o'clock, all right? And whoever you're meeting with, tell them Mosley said hey, okay? Like if it's Saad Youssef or somebody like that. 
I mean, my hey, God. Hey, it's Steve Dennis. It's your good buddy, Steve Dennis. Oh, man. Stevie D. Yeah, tell it, give him my best. I, I, if you had to get together with him, he's probably on the golf course somewhere. But uh, tell him I said hello, and, and uh, I will talk to you soon. <laughs> I, I will do that. Thanks for having me on. There he goes. John Mashoda, good friend and a good guy, does a really nice job covering the Cowboys for the Athletic. Uh, a uh, a publication that uh, boy Aaron Sexton seems to like. Aaron's just likes to read that. He'll forward me stuff from the Athletic. Aaron, I don't think I've ever told you a story. They they right as they were starting that thing, they said, they they contacted contacted me and said, "What would you want to do?" And I said, "Well, I said I you know I'm pretty opinionated, and you know I would want to write columns." And this was the head of the athletic. I, I, in my, as only I could, I got off to the typical Mosley start with this guy. I just said, you know, I'm very opinionated, and 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 that's what I'd want to do. I'm a columnist, and you know, I would want to. And so um, his response was, "We don't do hot takes here." <laughs> to which I said, "Listen, I've I've been an investigative writer." I've written feature stories my whole life. I mean, I have a background in all of this stuff, but but that was uh, Aaron. That was a rough start. Apparently, I shouldn't have told the athletic that I liked uh, writing opinion pieces. <laughs> they they wanted to. They don't want to be opinionated. But we on on talk radio. I mean, that's the way we're wired. We form opinions. We let we, we but we hope they're reasoned and founded on things. But that's what talk radio is. We're arguing about things. We're having fun. But uh, the athletic wanted to be very serious and they like polling people and, and asking people a bunch of things all right that was fun and uh it was a quick day but a fun day we appreciate uh, on days like this boy um our presenting sponsor central national bank thank you to common grounds for what you do and and keeping us all wired on that coffee and those frozen cappuccino they better get that machine fixed next time i'm there i love that frozen cap and then uh, Alan Samuels, we have so many great sponsors, can't even name them all right now. But tomorrow, remember, we'll have our trivia for Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. And then what I'm trying to endeavor in, although, <laughs> Aaron, this guy seems to, I don't know, sometimes he uh, avoids me. But I do like this guy, Nick Florence. Wouldn't that be a fun, Aaron, a fun where are they now with Nick Florence, former Baylor quarterback great absolutely yes okay okay Aaron's over there raising all that funding at Baylor and fundraising and he just uh, a lot of times he's in meetings and I can't ever get him out of a meeting if anybody's in a meeting right now with Aaron like Kevin Gall some of my buddies Mac Rhodes uh Siobhan um Javon Overshawn see if you can let him out of a meeting love to have him on that Nick Florence does such a great job uh, okay, it is the Mosley Show. That's all the time we have for today. It, it, at 55, I start getting text messages from Tom Barfield, and usually they say, get off my air. Get off my air. And so I will now step aside and let Game Time's Tom Barfield take over. Aaron, give Tom a hug for me, okay? And uh, I will talk to you soon. And tell Ward I said, hey, Ward's probably got a windsuit on today, got some kind of Texas Tech gear on. Always love uh, Ward White's. So, everybody stay tuned for 4 to 6. Mosley Show out. The La Vega Coaches.